0: yo whiskey sick podcast episode number one hundred four hit em with that new shit
1: Got a little flashback Allegedly, little heat legends on the ledge he Needs, ketamine Robitazin, methamphetamines many petties. it's a better weed than of lead waiting on your death With some clever memes Bet I won't, bet I won't Bet I won't try you Bet I won't, bet I won't ride through Bet I won't, bet I won't fight you Bet I won't, put it on your word On your memory, on your pet Put it on your first born, homie, bet I won't. Put your chips up, homie, better won't. Keep your chin tucked, tell me, bet I won't. Lil' A's fake, done. Got that OLO lay, running, running, run it, run. Tell him little OJ's coming. Lil' Chabon A's fakes, done, OLO lays, running little OJ's coming, homie, don't play nothing. Faking everything I work for Motherfucker, motherfuckers Ain't that real shit Ill shit, kill quick Four shots, pills mix, floor drops Feel sick, door knocks Real stiff and he ain't moving Losing his religion living in a glass house Pissing, he ain't shit, Sitting, little assed out Littin' the audition chilling, little cast couch tricking for prescriptions in a little fast clout. Bet I won't Homie, bet I won't. Keep a chin tough, bet I
0: won't.
1: Bet,
0: bet, hey, hey, hey. bet I won't, motherfuckers. Bet I won't try you. Bet I won't, homies. Whiskey sick podcast. Bet we won't. Bet we won't crack that motherfucking ass. What an episode we have today! Debuting new Seth Gecko banger called "Bet I Won't." I have the link in the bio. You could you could go get it wherever the fuck you want it at. Spotify, iTunes, whatever the fuck. I got some some new new shit already about to come out either this week or next week. So we're going to keep it, you know, get your ass up, get, you know, get on Spotify and get your ass caught up on that, that Seth Gecko dope shit. That's all, that's all you need to do right now. We, we, uh, we feeling an allidocious today here in Dago, California. We had, we had live sports, motherfuckers, and not only live sports, it's not like we had to have uh, fucking tennis or lawn bowl, or bowling or, or fucking cornhole. We had fights. We had the best kind of sports, fights. Live fights up until um, up until Sam Alvey was walking his happy little ass, high five and pretend people in the crowd and shit, non-existent fans in the crowd. Uh, up until that exact moment did I think I, I just thought this wasn't going to happen. I couldn't believe that uh, we were actually going to get some live fights. And then Jacare, um, right after Wayans, they say he had he comes down with COVID-19 with, with the Rona. His two trainers have the Rona, and I'm like, it's shut down. They're going to shut this shit down after Wayne's. Ain't that a motherfucker? We're going to get all the way up to this, and they're going to shut shit down. But no, we pulled through Dana White, you motherfucker, you. If there was any male that I had to uh, 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 dome up out of gratitude, it would be Dana fucking White. Uh, it I got me thinking, like, this dude pull, pulling off miracles where everybody, you know, all the sports, all the sports are shut down. All of them. This dude tried to keep it going. Tried to go, uh, you know, out here to some Indian casino land out here in, in, in California. Couldn't do that. They tried to shut him down there. They gave him old guilt trip and shit. So he took it to Florida. You know anything goes in Florida. You see what goes on in Florida. Wild shit! Every motherfucker out there is howling at the goddamn moon. Full moons are crazy out there in Florida. Every night's a full moon in, in, in fucking Florida. They let that shit go. They didn't give a fuck. They had all sorts of procedures in in place. They made the fighters say, "Hey, you know, sign this shit. You're gonna fight. You know, you know what you're getting into." And it fucking worked out, man. I was wondering, like, what if Dana White owned the Dallas Cowboys? What if he 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 slapped up Jerry Jones? And like, like a, a, a fucking pirate just came on board and like jacked him. Just said, this shit is mine now. And what if Dana White ran the Dallas Cowboys? I think we'd be fucking champions every fucking year, homies. You need the balls, the gusto that this motherfucker Dana White has. Uh, bold moves, pissing people off. Uh, uh, going to war for his fighters, man. I'm I'm telling you, he'd make it fucking happen. I'd love to have Dana White. You know, if Jerry uh, Jerry Jones went eventually, um, I don't know, man. His time is ticking. I'm almost afraid to win a Super Bowl because I believe as soon as they hand him that trophy, Jerry Jones is going down for the count. He ain't getting back up. His ass ain't getting back up. So... We'll, we'll, we'll see. That, that would be dope, though. That would be my, my dream owner. Um, he'd be like an even better ass. Uh, What's homie um, that owns the Mavericks? That fucking guy. What's his fucking name? Mark Cuban. Sorry, homies. I, I've been smoking heavy since Saturday, homies. Heavy, heavy, nonstop. Just chain smoking balls, homies. I've I've been bl- I've been in, out in a blaze of glory since Saturday, homies. With the pregame smokes all the way through the fights. I mean, shit was fucking dope. Let's get into these goddamn fights, man. First of all, let me take an opportunity to pat myself on the fucking back with my 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 upset pick of the year. Going with Justin Gaethje. I don't remember exactly. Uh, it was about two or three weeks ago I actually put the picks on Wax here on this here podcast. Um, my official pick, like with the homies on the group chat during fight night, was Justin Gaethje. This ain't no bullshit. TKO round four. I was off by about three minutes. Three minutes into the fifth round is when uh, Justin Gaethje uh, uh, stopped. Stopped. TKO'd, had motherfucking Tony Ferguson uh, lifting his leg after a right hand like he was a dog taking a piss, stank leg, had homie shaking stars out of his motherfucking head. I told y'all the great equalizer, the theme of the night, I said the great equalizer in this fight, what people aren't taking into account, leg kicks homies, they change everything. You saw it change the... uh, uh, the dominant cruise fight we'll get into that leg kicks from Cejudo changed that fight entirely. There were other fights in the night where there was a lot of leg kicks that changed everything you saw um little Heaven Stevens w- was looking great in that first round, landing a lot of leg kicks and the way that uh Calvin cater was trying to check him we'll get into that shit too oh don't worry we're going deep into this shit, but I said it's the leg kicks the thing that you got to understand about Justin Gagey striking is that is if he was he, he throws punches like a major league pitcher throws a fucking baseball. He throws fastballs with both hands. If he was a major league pitcher, he'd be ambidextrous. He'd be throwing from the left side. You'd have to make like a special glove for him because in between, even in the middle of batters, he would just be switching it up. One pitch, he'd be throwing a fastball with his right hand, the next he'd be throwing a left-handed curveball. He'd be fucking shit up. He'd blow your fucking mind. Imagine that, a pitcher who could switch stances at any time. That would be Justin Gaethje. This motherfucker's throwing overhand hooks uh, with his right hand and then, and then turning around and throwing them with his left hand. Uh, what he does so well with these hooks, especially the left hook. The left hook was landing all, all fucking night. Anytime he finishes, just like the Luque fight, anytime Luque finished with the left hand, he, he, he was cracking. He was cracking Nico Price. And the same with this fight. Justin Gaethje was cracking Tony Ferguson all night with that left hook at the end of combinations. And the thing that Justin Gaethje, next time you watch him fight, I'm already telling you now, it's already on motherfucking wax. He's beating Khabib, I'm telling you. He's beating Khabib, you heard it. You heard it here. The thing that he does so well, his hands are deceptive. It looks like it's wild, but it's not. He, he uses his head movement, how he ducks under, how he slips under punches, how he rolls his shoulders, and out of those rolls, he uses the momentum of the roll to fling those arms in, in wide hooks. But he can bring them in tight. But he uses the roll to get just extra power, extra momentum into the, into the strike, into the hook. So he uses those rolls off of the punches. You'll see him a lot. He'll kind of be marching forward but rolling at the same time. He's looking to try to land one of those uh, a right hook or a left hook or something. He was just marching. And then he didn't even really, he, the, the, the fight, he kind of eased his way into the leg kicks. He didn't come out just firing leg kicks. He was landing them, but his corner his corner was excellent. Trevor Whitman was excellent, telling him, just touch, just touch the leg. Just get him thinking about it, and then land those big hooks. When those big hooks la- start landing, go hard to the legs. But keep him thinking about the legs, and he did that. And then in the third round, after, after shit was already popping off, he started really going heavy to the leg, inside, outside, and, and it just completely changed uh, Tony Ferguson. He didn't know what the fuck to do. He was getting hit with everything. The only moment, the only moment, I had it, honestly, it was like 8 nothing in a five-round fight. There was like two or three 10-8 rounds, and I gave every round to Justin Gaethje. I know at the end of the second round, um, Justin Gaethje started feeling himself, got a little reckless through at, at the buzzer. He knew the bell was about to ring, so we threw a, a, a naked power uppercut, the rear-hand uppercut, um, Tony Ferguson had the exact same idea. They both exchanged rear-hand power uppercuts, and Tony Ferguson's got there a little quicker and, and, and sat Justin Gaethje on his ass. It looked more like a, a flash knockout, knockdown than anything. I mean, as soon as he went down, the bell rang, so Tony Ferguson couldn't follow up at all. He never looked like he was out of it at, the, at any point. Um, if maybe you wanted to give that round a mercy round, a, a, a fucking courtesy round to Tony Ferguson, maybe the second round, but before that, he, the whole round, he was still getting his face boxed up. And, and I gotta call. I gotta call it out. I gotta call it how I see it. I rewatched the fight yesterday, and uh, you could hear everything. What's so dope about having nobody in, in, in the uh, in the stadium is you hear everything. You could hear the announcers, not even in the microphone, just hear them talking. That you, you know the fighters can hear the announcers then, and the kind of advice that they're giving. And the criticism and the critiques that that they're giving them, but they can hear you can definitely hear the advice that's being given uh, in between corners. I, I didn't like I didn't like Tony Ferguson's uh, uh, corner at all, including Eddie Bravo. I mean, at the end of the third round, he got boxed up. He was beat the fuck up. Um, uh, and, and he comes back to the to the to the corner, and Eddie Bravo. The only thing he tells him is is you're looking beautiful. You're looking beautiful. No, you're not, homie. You fucked up. Your face is fucked up. Now your shin's fucked up. Uh, bleeding. Because you're getting all your chick- checks, uh, your kicks checked. He's landing all his. You haven't checked a single one. And he's checked every single one of yours. He's sitting on your jab. He's pull countering over the top of it with the right hand. Every fucking time. To the point where he's staying just outside of it. He doesn't even need to pull anymore. He's just coming over the top of the uh, of your jab or your lead hand. Whatever the fuck you throw it as. And he's coming over the top with right hands all around. All, all and Eddie Bravo says, hey, maybe it's time to think of an Iminari. Okay, maybe, maybe, maybe that gets a takedown or something and kind of changes the fight. I, I don't know. You need, to teach, you need to tell him. You need somebody in there that has the striking prowess to tell him the technical shit that he needs to be doing right now. He's putting that, every time he puts that left hand, he needs to double that fucking jab. He needs to feint his way in with the jab. He needs to do something and then then keep going and going and getting countered by that same thing. You have to have a game plan for the kicks. We said uh, kicks are the great equalizer. Justin Gaethje had a plan. He checked every single one of Tony Ferguson's shin, uh, uh, of kicks. And you could look at Tony Ferguson's shin. It was bleeding from the uh, the checks. Bleeding. Because every one of his were getting checked. uh, Justin Gaethje had a game plan for kicks. He's a kicker, so you're used to probably getting kicked in the gym. Tony Ferguson had no answer. Dominic Cruz had no answer against Cejudo, and they got dominated. The stoppage was more than fair. I mean, uh, homie, in the, in the fourth round, uh, Ferguson was doing the, the, the stanky, lat, stanky leg, dog pissing on the fire hydrant, fucking chicken dance in the middle of the fucking ring. The fifth round, he, he got hit with a stiff fucking jab. After he's already taken a beating and, and he looked like he was, you know, 100% he was seeing lights. There were flashes in his head because you could see him shaking his head like like a fucking dog with an ear infection. That's what he looked like. He looked like, like a fucking dog with an ear infection, like shaking his head. And then he took a couple steps, steps back and he was still trying to, he was either hearing voices, his fucking, you know, uh, past and gone relatives like coming down to him saying, we're about to, you're about to join us. We got a seat for you on the lazy boy up here. Or he's just seeing fucking fireworks. Fourth of July's going off in his head. Some shit was going on. It was bad look. And uh was it Herb Dean? Herb Dean stopped it. It was a great stoppage. Great fucking stoppage. It, it was done. You're like when you start seeing shit like that and you see him shaking his head after after taking a stick, it's done. And it was it was it was brutal. And I can't tell you that. I didn't see it it happening just like that. That's exactly how I saw it happening. Those leg kicks. You got to have a fucking plan for leg kicks. You take one of those. It changes everything. If you gave Conor McGregor just leg kicks and they were barefoot, him and Floyd Mayweather, same ring, same everything else, you're only allowed to throw leg kicks. It's over. It's over in the first round. Floyd Mayweather is going to be limping within inside of a minute. He's not going to be able to throw any punches. He's going to be, uh, you know, trying to catch kicks and shit, uh, low kicks. He's going to get fucked up. Leg kicks, they're the most underutilized weapon still. And and Justin Gaethje now the fucking champ. As far as I'm concerned, he's the real fucking champ. I don't know what the fuck Khabib's doing, but him, him versus uh, Khabib... Um, even though, hey, and this doesn't mean just because Tony Ferguson lost that I don't still think that he could have beat Khabib. I, I picked Tony Ferguson when he was going to fight Khabib to beat Khabib. And then I picked Justin Gaethje to beat Tony Ferguson. Is that MMA mass shit. I don't know. Tony Ferguson is still a bad matchup. They, they said, oh, well, he cut weight twice and that shit. He, he chose to cut weight and he still had a month to recover from cutting weight. And he knew he was going to fight. So if he gained a ton of weight and had to lose it all, that's on him. There's no fucking, oh, he had to cut weight, so he looked. No, quit making excuses. He got his ass beat technically. Technically. He couldn't get into his rhythm. He couldn't get into his little flow, dancing state. He couldn't do any of that because he was taking punishment. And he withstood a lot. He took Justin Gaethje's, like, KO punch many, many times. So I I got Gaethje. Here's why. I think Khabib's going to have to work really hard. I can see him still getting a takedown here and there, but he's not going to be able to hold Justin Gaethje down. He's going to have to work hard to get those. I think there's going to be long periods of stand-up in in, in this fight uh, with, with Khabib. Um, and, and he's going to be forced for for... To, to exchange with Justin Gaethje and those looping hands from all over from any I mean he'll throw the the, the combo his money combo homies and y'all should if, if y'all train or anything like that y'all should practice this shit you could see what he was doing he was throwing a, a right low kick and then coming over the top with a left hook so he was going super low ducking his head and then he was rolling into the left uh, the the lead left hook and he was landing it all fucking night. Sometimes he'll put the jab and then throw the right leg and then come over the top with the left hook. But that was the money. That was money all night. From uh, to go right low kick and then come up back high like that. That that's that's um, textbook. That's fundamentals. It's it, it's fucking it was beautiful. I think I think Khabib's gonna have a hard time. He's gonna be forced to box. And, you know, it, on, on his feet, I think, I've said it before, I think Khabib's hands are a little underrated. He's got a lot of power. He's got a, a T. Woodley type of right hand. But he can't go tit for tat. He can't go tit for tat with a guy like this who has every weapon. I mean, this guy can throw knees. This guy can throw kicks. He doesn't throw high kicks. He only throws low kicks. You'll never see him really throw body kicks or anything. He just throws low kicks. He's so good at them. Um, and, and hands. I mean, he's got... He, and. I just see it's a bad matchup for Khabib, man. This dude's been knocking out, knocking people out dead in his last like five fights and the only ones, the only fights he lost, he lost to uh champions. Dustin Poirier and that was a war. Poirier's legs were fucked up in that shit before he caught Gaethje with a knee that finished it off late in that fight and then he lost to Eddie Alvarez who was a fucking champ and they were in a fucking war and that shit was almost and both of them almost got knocked out in that one. And those are the only two fights he's lost in his entire career. This motherfucker was doing that in the World Series of Fighting. Luis Palomino, Palomino, something like that. Go look up that. Go look up World Series of Fighting. Justin Gaethje versus Luis Palomino, Palomino. You, you, you'll see the fucking name. They're, I think they fought two, two or three times. I know two for sure. They were fucking wars. Leg kicks dominating leg kicks I remember Justin Gaethje got fucking stoned in one of them he got he got fucking he almost got KO'd on his fucking feet and came back out of nowhere to win the fucking fight it was crazy um but I got Justin Gaethje man I got Justin Gaethje hopefully they can do that this summer I mean you need to go right now you can't have this long layoff um if Justin Gaethje has to wait for Khabib until like the end of the summer into the fall I'd fight I'd fight Conor McGregor I'd fight Conor McGregor if I have to wait that long you gotta strike while the iron's hot. Hot. This, this fight game, man. You, you you get to this level, you don't stay here very long. It doesn't last very long. You got you gotta get in all your best fights while you're on fire, like Justin Gaethje is. I, I don't know how a fight with, with Connor, man, it, it goes. He, I could see Connor landing that left hand and really hurting Gaethje. We've seen him hurt a lot in the past, but I could see Gaethje just wearing his ass out. Wearing his ass, homies. He just cracked. Tony Ferguson's ass like the Liberty Bell, homies. He just cracked Tony Ferguson's motherfucking ass for five, almost five rounds, four and a half rounds. He could hurt. He could hurt uh, Conor McGregor. I think the Conor McGregor matchup is a lot worse for him than the Khabib matchup, actually. But one of the two, if he has to wait, go with the Conor McGregor route. Moving right along, Henry Suhudo versus Dominic Cruz. I, I, leg kicks again. Suhudo... Here it is. I'm finally going to give Henry Cejudo the motherfucking props. The triple cuck. uh, The triple cuck of the world over here. Um, The the fucking corniest motherfucker on on the face of the earth. The one time. Did he ever. I think he held the douchebag of the universe award very briefly. For literally like one minute. uh, Before Colby Covington snatched it back away from him or some shit like that. Um, But Henry Cejudo, man. You know, the TJ fight. I thought, you know, it ended really quickly. It was probably pre- premature if that little, if he does is allowed to get up, and they, they're probably in for a long, that fight is probably a lot different. I don't know how that fight would go. I would love to see it again. Um, and then the Marais fight, he, he, got, he got beat the fuck up in that first round, and then he, he would, st- you know, Marais gasses. He's a notorious gasser. He gasses every time. He did it against Aldo, too, after he fought Henry Cejudo. So I was like, ah, uh, you know, there's these little asterisks next to these wins at 135. And then um, I think he fought he fought TJ at 125, though. Um, 135 would be a lot different. And then here it is, Dom. If you can beat Dom, the only only small asterisk is that Dom just hasn't fought in so long, man. He, he just doesn't fight very often. He doesn't believe in ring rust, but he looked rusty. When he came out, his movement was there, but there was no purpose to it. Henry Suhudo was disciplined. He didn't chase... Uh, Dominic Cruz around the ring. That's that's the difference. The last round of the TJ, the last two rounds of, of of Dominic Cruz versus TJ Dillashaw. TJ Dillashaw figured out and kind of set a little blueprint for beating Dominic Cruz. He started, he stopped chasing him around the cage, and whiffing punches all over the place. And he started kind of forcing uh, Dom to have to go forward. And he was sitting down on leg kicks. He was landing a lot of leg kicks. He hurt Dominic Cruz really bad with those leg kicks. Um, Cody Garbrandt didn't use the leg kicks, but he did not chase Dominic Cruz all over the place. He made Dominic Cruz kind of do his dancing stuff, but eventually come forward. And Henry Cejudo just did the same thing. He took both of those uh, uh, game plans and, and, and merged them. I've never seen him that heavy with low kicks. I didn't th- never really thought of him as a low kicker. His low kicks were, were deadly. He comes out. He just starts landing low kick after low kick. Um... Wasn't chasing Dominic Cruz, so Dominic Cruz wasn't getting the reads. He wasn't getting the looks. He wasn't getting the reactions from Cejudo that he normally gets when he's doing all these, you know, switch steps and crouching and crowding each side of the. He's not getting anything. Um, he's not getting the looks at all. But he also he just didn't look as crispy as it normally does. Um, first round was very bad. You have to have a plan for the motherfucking kicks. He's in a kickboxing gym. Dominic Cruz is from Dago Beach, California. He's at Alliance. There's a lot of kickboxers there. A lot of Muay Thai there. You got to know how to check kicks. You got to know. You could step on them like Calvin Cater was doing. If you saw Calvin Cater, he wasn't lifting his leg up for a traditional check. He was just kind of turning his leg out. He was turning his knee out and then putting his weight forward and keeping his foot on the ground to check the kick, which is a type of check. You're still eating it, but you're tensing your leg and you're turning it out. You can land their their leg on your shin, their shin on your knee, or against your shin. Um, It's one way. It's one way of checking a kick, but at least it's a plan. At least you're defending the kick. If you're not going to defend, then you got to return the kick. Take one, give one, or you got to counter with hands, which gets Gaethje in a lot of trouble in those fights that he's lost and that he's been hurt in. They'll give up the leg kick to land hands. Uh, Dustin Poirier was doing that. He was giving up the leg kick. He was eating a lot of leg kicks, but he was landing hands off of those leg kicks doing heavy damage. So you're either going to attack off the leg kicks. You got to defend the leg kicks. You got to keep moving so he never gets a read on Uh, to give you a leg kick. You got to do something. Dominic Cruz movement just wasn't working. Henry Cejudo came out with a, a brilliant game plan. For the first time, I was actually. I was impressed, and I had to take my hat off to Henry Cejudo. I, I was starting to think, like, damn, maybe he could go up to 145 and fight Volkanovski. If he could fight Volkanovski, I don't know how how much the size difference there'll be, but that's an interesting fight. He could be the the legit triple champ. That's crazy. Henry Cejudo afterwards says he he's retiring. I don't know if I believe that shit. I know he wants more money. He wanted more money to come back and fight this one. Um, there's still a lot of fights for him to have. So I, I don't know. He's only 33. I I, I don't know. Dominic Cruz. Um, he did look he look he looked like he, he didn't have that pep. He didn't have the pep, homies. Um, it it pains me. It pains me to say it. Uh, Dago representative. Dago bitch. California representative. Uh, Dominic Cruz. He just it looked. It looked rusty. It looked like a dude that, it, you know, maybe he had a fight. It's hard to tell if he's lost it and it's not coming back, or he's just, you know, he he wasn't in in, in game game time shape. You know what I mean? Is it, there's a difference to be in scrimmage shape, you know, practicing, and then the game time? You can't. You can say I can mimic everything of a fight and train every single day, but you cannot mimic the emotions, uh, the 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 fucking adrenaline rushes. All these things affect. Uh, uh, your, your gas tank and, and your energy levels and, and, and you can have adrenaline dumps. There's a lot of things that can happen. There's a lot of things mentally when you're actually going into a real fight that you got to deal with. A different set of nerves than you can, you can possibly fucking uh, mimic in, in training. Um, but I, I don't know. If Sujudo if retires, uh, retires, you know, Dom's right back in the mix. There's a lot of good guys at 135, man. There's a lot of good guys. Um, you may. I, I liked Henry Cejudo after after he said have a tournament, put all these dudes in a tournament and, and let them go. I like that a four a four fighter tournament. Um, Dom probably more than likely he just needs to get some wins. He, he needs to get back in there, right back on the horse, not in the championship fight. He's not worthy of the champ, championship fight again. Uh, was the stoppage? Honestly, I didn't think the stoppage was was bad when I watched it live and uh, um, I didn't rewatch it, but I, I've seen the stoppage a couple times. Um, I thought it was right on. He took a, a nasty le- uh, knee. He was down. He was flailing. He was just eating punches. Maybe you could say he was trying to get up because he popped up right after, but he only popped back up right after because Henry Cejudo stopped punching him in the fucking head. Um, so I thought, it was, I thought it was right there. He, he, it, it, looked, it looked justified. But I will say this. The second round was much better for Dominic Cruz. Um, he started landing some combinations. He was just missing all night. Uh, he he throws some bombs sometimes that look kind of like uh, uh, Justin Gaethje's hooks. These these fucking just ducks his head and just wings these punches. Um, and he was just missing on those. Um, his timing looked off. His footwork at times it looked meaningless. He looked like he had no purpose to it. He didn't know what he was trying to where he was trying to go, the strikes he normally throws off of those movements weren't there, they weren't available for him, he wasn't getting those reads, so he just kind of looked off. In the second round, he kind of just forced, the, uh, forced it a little more and started just going for, uh, forward more, a little tr- more traditionally, kind of in staying in the pocket and, and just firing from there instead of dancing around and, and switch step in and, and, and all that, um, but... He did look better, so it was shaping up to be a good fight. I mean, it would have been interesting to see if he could have survived that because that was with two seconds left in the round, in the second round that Dominic uh, got finished. So if he could have survived that, man, you know, who who knows how that fight goes. But it looked like from, from what I'd seen, you know, Henry Cejudo was in, was was in charge of that fight, and those leg kicks Dom was just eating leg kicks, and those weren't going to go anywhere he wasn't checking them when he would try to check them uh uh Henry Cejudo would go right through the front leg into the back leg, uh, so he was attacking the back leg at the same time the way he was throwing the kick uh it it, it, was, it was master it was a master class homies and, and, and Dom uh Dom took the L, but he could come back. He should, I don't know if he'll win a title again, but he could have a lot of great fights, man. He could, he still got some in the tank. He's still young, you know. Three, four more fights, and, and then call it. Um, moving right along. Francis and got. Let me get a sip of this motherfucking coffee over here. I'm 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 over here cotton mouth like a motherfucker. I've been blazing, homies. I've been I've been just man. I I got so high on Saturday. I was so fucking happy. I I, I was just tugging on my little my little shooter. For fucking six hours straight watching these goddamn fights. No Bruno. I was just I was just chubbed up, man. It it, it was like I don't know, man. I was I, I was raring to go, man. Um It was uh, it was dope. It was dope to have sports. It just made me miss like the NBA playoffs and all that shit. Um So what did we have? We had Francis Ngannou versus uh Rosen Rosenstrike. I picked Rosenstrike, y'all. Oh, and I picked Dominic Cruz, so um, my, my golden pick, um, I had to ride that pick of Justin Gaethje pick real heavy because I knew I lost these two fights. Um, Rosenstrike, man, I, I thought this would settle into, I thought he would be able to do enough, he's, he's a fucking kickboxer that's how he got into MMA Rosenstrike. He, he's a fucking kickboxer I thought he would be able to do enough to just get it into like a second round type scenario and make it more of a, a pocket type fight back and forth traditional type fight I thought he could force that and, and I thought he would just kind of win a, a boring fight like a Derek Lewis type of boring fight like a boring fight he had against Alistair Overeem before he knocked him out when he was about to lose that one um, but in Ganu, man I he came out and he just started throwing windmills, homies. He he just started throwing fucking haymakers, just just swinging wild, crazy, uh, reckless. And he just overwhelmed this dude and that was it. It was like, I don't even know, 20 seconds maybe, if that. However long it took him to run across the ring with his arms flailing is how long the fight lasted. He caught Rose's strike uh, as he was just kind of backing up, trying to trying to just hold hold him off or something. I don't know what the fuck he was trying to do. He, I don't know if he thought he was going to get rushed like that, but um, you never back straight up. You got a guy like that who's 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 aggressive coming forward like that. You got to be prepared. You got you to gotta go out sideways. You got to exit stage left, exit stage right, homies. Exit the back motherfucking door. Never back straight up when somebody's rushing you like that. You got to veer him off course by getting out of his straight line of sight. If you just keep backing up, he's just going to keep swinging and coming forward. And you're not going to get out of the way of the punches. And that's what happened in Rosenstrike. He just got overwhelmed. Am I impressed by Ngannou? No. Listen, that's only going to take you so far. You saw against Stipe. Stipe survived those little wild moments and and took him down and dominated. I think D.C., they're talking about maybe D.C., if Stipe doesn't want to fight because he wants a full training camp and this and that, and D.C.'s ready to go. If they give D.C. Francis, I think it's a little more of that. He's just got to survive. You know, um, D.C. fought... um, Rumble Johnson twice, he was a huge, powerful dude, not as wild as Francis, not as big as Francis, but still he had a, a, a similar game plan he'll take in uh, against Francis and he, he survived those exchanges, um, you know got his overhook, uh, arm up there, and, and, and got takedowns, and that's what he'd do. He'd take Francis there's no way Francis and doesn't get taken down by dC. and it's going to be a long night for him. Um, I got to see Francis be able to settle down into like a, a, a traditional, when when that doesn't work, when that little burst at the beginning of a round, uh, uh, the beginning of a fight doesn't work, can you settle into a, an actual fight? Because that's what it's, it's going to have to be, you know, to beat these these higher up dudes. But he could also just knock somebody the fuck out, rush DC and knock him the fuck out and be the fucking champ and just keep running across the cage and knocking motherfuckers out every time he fights them. He's like the Deontay Wilder of MMA. So he could beat anybody, but... At the same time, his, his technical skills still aren't there. I mean, he was throwing, like, I don't know, like, slap punch at one point. He was throwing, like, this overhand, like, I don't know, man. I, I, it was fucking weird. Go watch it. Go It was 20 seconds, homies. Um, so, uh, definitely a, a title shot. I mean, who else would he fucking fight? He's either got to fight the winner of, of, of DC and, and, and Stipe or just fight DC straight up, which is what it's sounding like it's going to be. Um, I'll take that shit. Um, Jeremy Stevens versus Calvin Cater. I got this shit right. I had to go against Dago representative, uh, little heathen. I thought Calvin Cater is that motherfucker, homies. He's that motherfucker, and I told y'all. And here's another dude who had a plan for the kicks. He had a plan for the low kicks. Um, Jeremy Stevens throws a lot of low kicks. From The, the way uh, Jeremy Stevens came out, you would have thought that Dominic Cruz, they trained together, would have been ready for low kicks because uh, heathen was throwing a lot of them um and Calvin Cater was sitting down on him like I said he was standing on him he, he was just kind of turning his knee out and kind of uh, stepping on him as they would come and, and then he was trying to counter off of him and throw hands of his own the first round was really all um all little heathen I mean he was getting off Calvin Cater's a slow starter he that's the only reason he lost to Magomed Sharipov the uh the uh, Lincoln Abraham Lincoln zombie killer looking ass motherfucker um But Calvin Cater got got his hands going, man, late in that first round. He started putting combinations together. He goes to the body off of the left hand. He throws that one-two and then that left hand to the body or as a lead uppercut off of the one-two, and he starts working. And um, he caught Little Heathen in the late in the second, was it the second round? Yeah, second round, about halfway through the second round with with, with a lead uh, power back elbow, rear elbow from the uh, orthodox stance. He doesn't really switch stances. he He's pretty vanilla when it comes to that. He's got good movement. Calvin Cater, his punches are really straight, really straight, real technical. Um, Jeremy Stevens I was actually impressed by how he looked I thought he looked great That elbow he just came right into that elbow He kind of ran into it um, Calvin Cater threw it and, and, and just rocked Jeremy Stevens And that, that was a wrap Got two follow ups in there But Calvin Cater I think he's he's got everything I, I say give him Max Holloway next I put him in with Max Holloway. I, I give him right right into that shit. Um, if that was your first time seeing Calvin Cater, I think I talked last time. Go watch his first fight. I, I don't know if it was his first UFC fight, the first fight I ever saw him with uh, in the UFC what, was a year or two ago against Shane Burgos. Shane Burgos is a bad motherfucker, too. He's coming up, too. They were throwing heavy hands, and uh, Calvin Cater won that fight. That was a close-ass fight. That was the first time I saw Calvin Cater. And since then, I've been like, yo, this dude's got it. I think he beats a guy like Max Holloway. You give him Volkanovsky, uh, that's going to be a, a fucking war. Or give him Magomed again. Give him a five-round um, main event against Sharipov, and let's see what happens. Because at the end of that, that that third round of that fight, it was only a three-round fight. That shit was all Calvin Cater. If it had to go one more round or there was one more minute in that round, he finishes um, Magomed Sharipov. You Magomed know, gets out to a, to quick starts, and he has a gas tank issue too. He's a lot like a Conor McGregor. Comes out, looks flashy, you know, looks real good, and you're like, oh shit, what's gonna happen? And next thing you know, halfway through the fight, he he's on a different level. And then Calvin Cater completely took over that fight and it was going uh nowhere fast uh for Magomed Sharipov, but the fight ended and he got he got the decision. I think it was a split decision. Definitely a split decision. Um And so man, give Calvin Cater a motherfucking title shot. Greg Hardy versus uh uh, a title shot or 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 Max Holloway, um, Greg Hardy versus Jorgon De Castro. I picked De Castro and I was looking Golden. Uh, he was boxing Greg Hardy the fuck up in that first round. He was throwing bombs. This dude Jorgon De Castro is uh, I I I remember I had seen him fight before. I, I he, he sound, his name sounded familiar and I remember when I saw the uh, start saw him start throwing. I was like this dude is is throwing fucking bombs. He's like Go Saki in k1 and glory and shit if you go watch Gokhan Saki, he fought in the ufc for very briefly he didn't have much success uh, he did have like one knockout though um, but he, he fights a lot like him he's throwing fucking bombs he's short stout fat but throws fucking bombs um looking like homie who beat um ruiz looking like andy ruiz type type throwing type bombs uh heavy kicks and shit something happened though in the second round he literally threw no punches rogan and and dc on the commentary were like we they went to the they went to the uh to the van they're like can you do a replay did he actually throw any punches he didn't throw any punches he didn't do anything he didn't throw any kicks he didn't do any punches he literally just moved around the octagon that's it and in the second in the third round i think he threw one a couple two low kicks and maybe two right hands and then that was it and they say he might have broke his foot or something in the first round. But I, I don't know. You got to do something, homie. I mean, he was completely out – not completely outclassing. Greg Hardy still had his moments. But he w- he was definitely the better fighter. And then Greg Hardy just kind of just snuck his way, stole his way into uh, into a victory because he was just the only guy doing anything. Not really that he was landing or, or being really effective himself. He was being a little uh, – he was the aggressor. And that's what got him to win on that shit. So, uh Fucking DeCastro Castro made me look like a complete asshole for that shit. Uh, the prelims, Cowboy versus Pettis, man, man, these dudes, uh, you know, um, I think they're done, homies. I think they're just done. I, you know, I, it's it's been chronicled on the on the Whiskey Sick podcast here. How, you know, I, I would I would fight Anthony Pettis. Nothing about him scares me anymore. Like I think he's. Look, his body is completely different. I know they were... I didn't realize they were at 170. For some reason, I was like, they, they should be down at 155 because Anthony Pettis, I think, just uses fighting at 170 as an excuse, really, not to train hard or to watch his diet. And it makes me wonder back in the day when he was all cut and ripped at 155 as a champ. I mean, ripped. You're thinking, like, he had a completely different body. How did he get that? Does his training change that much? I don't know. Um... But at 170, I mean, you would think he would just be more muscular. He 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 looked fat, man. He had no no muscle definition whatsoever. He had none. Um, he's still, you know, small for a 170 pounder, so he's not like, you know, you know, huge. But you can still see he's carrying a lot of body fat. Donald Cerrone just looks like man. It's just it's just time, man um he's not exchanging the same way he used to he's just he's just a little slow now it's just a little slow now and it has been for the last couple fights and that's what's getting him caught he's just not quite able to do the things he used to do because he's just he's just a tad shorter so he's late on everything and and um you know some people had to, uh donald winning the fight it was close i mean i i, I you know it wasn't a rip off by any means um he did rack that dude anthony pettis ate that head kick in the third round man he he fucking ate that shit like it was nothing um But Donald Cerrone, man, uh, you know, these guys, you know, they're not obviously they're not going to be title contenders anymore. I'd go down to 155, both of them. Anthony Pettis needs to get back in shape, and the way to and uh, you know ensure that you're in shape is to have to cut weight and go down to 155 pounds and lose 15 pounds. Like and, and same with Donald Cerrone. Not that he's out of shape. I don't think he's out of shape. He carries 170 a lot better than Anthony Pettis does. But he's just built for a 155 pounder. He can do a lot more damage at 155 pounds. His power will translate a little bit better, and so will Anthony Pettis. He'll be quicker when he puts takes off some of that weight. I think that's a lot of. Uh, you know his problem. He's he's just not as fast. He's not as, as explosive at 170 pounds. It's, it's 15 pounds you're carrying on you, and it's not muscle, so. Um, Fabrizio versus, uh, uh, you know, uh, whatever. Uh, it, you know, I wasn't impressed by either fighter. Uh, Linux was just a aggressor. Carla Sp- Sparza, and Michelle Watterson. I picked a Sparza to win exactly the way she did. Uh, boring decision. Vincent- Vicente Luque versus Nico Price. This shit was fucking banging. This was a great fucking fight. Uh, Vicente Luque, every time, like I was saying earlier, every time he was throwing one twos and then, you know, finishing with a straight left or a jab or a hook or a crooked hook hook but he was landing that hook off of that right hand um all night nico price you know had his moments nico price is a dude who's knocked two people out from from bottom position on the ground he knocked a dude up with uh, with hammer fists from being on his back he and he and i think he knocked another dude out with an up kick from his back um and so he's he's a nasty motherfucker he's he's kind of wild his style is not pretty um, there's nothing technical about it. Uh, very effective, though. He he looked good against Vicente Luque, but Luque just was landing too many hammers on that left eye, on that right eye, of Nico Price. That shit blew up. Vicente, Vicente Luque, I think his last fight was before this one was against uh, Wonderboy. and he had his moments. He had his moments against Wonder Boy, but Wonder Boy put the fucking whooping stick to this dude. And Vicente Luque has got hands. This dude's a real technical fighter. So uh, you know to see what. Go back and think about what Wonder Boy did to him. You're like, whoa, that, that was some shit right there. Um, but that was basically it. Homies, listen, 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 listen. We got more fights. This, this shit uh, was just a, the tip of the iceberg. It was a fucking fantastic card, a card that lived up to everything. And that was after Jacare versus Uriah Hall being taken off of the card. Imagine if you had, that's a fucking great matchup that we didn't get to see. Um, And originally, Nunes was supposed to fight Felicia Spencer on this card, too, on the last one. And then she decided that she, you know, didn't want to. And they've rescheduled that now uh, as a main event. And that's not no fucking main event. Sorry. Uh, That ain't shit. Um, Anyway, so we got got two fights this week. We got fights on Wednesday night, Smith versus Teixeira. And then we got fights on Saturday also. Which one's... uh, Smith versus Tachera, and then Overeem versus Harris. Walt Harris, whose daughter died, which is a fucked up, fucked up story, man. So uh, we're rooting for Walt Harris on this one. Um, Smith versus Teixeira, man, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how much Teixeira's up there, man. He's got to be in his forties now, man. He's been around for a long time. He got a late start in the UFC because he couldn't get a green card to come to the United States from Brazil. But he was wrecking shit in Brazil for a long time. Um, and basically, Chuck Liddell is the guy who basically ended up putting him on. He ended up going to train with Chuck Liddell back in the days when his his camp was out there when. He, um, what was the name of that camp? Chuck Dells camp. They had a name. Fuck, I, I forget. But anyways, that's how Glover's you know Glover chair has been around for a long fucking time. Been in wars. Um, I'm gonna take Anthony Smith, just the younger lion. Um, I I was really disappointed in his fight with Bones Jones. I thought that he uh he just wasn't aggressive enough. He 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 sold himself short. He sold himself short. He didn't go out there on his shield, and if he would have, you know, he could have, he could have easily had a performance like uh, um, Thiago, uh, Thiago Sil- Thiago Silva, the the, the the fucking guy who broke both of his knees. Anyways, so I, I'm gonna take Anthony Smith on that. Ben Rothwell is a weird motherfucker, creepy ass motherfucker. Uh, he he looks like uh, the the little. Um, uh, the clown from a thousand, uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. He looks like that that clown dude in there that has the makeup and shit. That guy died recently. Um, uh, ben Rothwell, just a weird, uh, demonic-looking-ass motherfucker versus Ovin St. Peru. Ben Rothwell's just a tough motherfucker, man. It's hard to uh, finish him. Ovin St. Peru, you never know what the fuck Ovin St. Peru's going uh, gonna to show up. Sometimes he looks great, and other times he just sits there and does absolutely nothing and loses for some reason, I'm just going to take Ben Rothwell. Alexander Hernandez, uh, he's a tough, young little beast. He got his ass whooped by, uh, famously by Cowboy. He came out, was looking good in the first round, and then Cowboy just started head-kicking him uh, into oblivion. Drew Dober's a bad motherfucker. I'm going to take Drew Dober on that. Ricky Simone versus Ray Borg. Uh, I'm going to go Ricky Simo- uh, Simone. Uh, Ray Borg's a dope motherfucker. Carl Roberson versus Marvin Vittori. Gosh, this is, this is actually a good fight. That's a toss-up. That shit's a toss-up. We'll go, we'll go, we'll go Roberson. We we'll am go Roberson on that. Um now let's go through the other shit. I I probably, You ain't going to hear my ass. Let's go Overeem versus Harris. I'm going to take Walt, Walt Harris on this shit. This is on Saturday's fight card. And I'm pretty sure these better be on motherfucking um, ESPN. God damn it. Uh, Claudia Gadelia versus Angela Hill. Whew, I'm going to take Angela Hill. Uh, San Diego representative. Edson Barbosa versus Dan Ige. Uh, I'm going to take Barbosa. <coughs> Barbosa. Eric Anders versus Christoph Jocko. This is a hell of a fight. I'm going to go Eric Anders. Uh, Jong-Yu Dong versus Marlon Vera. I don't... I'm going to say Marlon Vera. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, that's what I'm going to go as. Um, Matt Brown coming back. Oh, my goodness. I don't know how that's going to go. I don't know uh, Miguel Beza, who he's fighting, but I'm going to take Miguel Beza because... It's too hard to take a couple years off and then come back at Matt Brown's, you know, mileage that he has on. I don't know how old he is. I know he's probably in his mid thirties, but he's had he's got heavy mileage on those tires, man. Um, and that's that's basically it. That's what we're gonna go with. Um, so, um, dope shit, dope to have some fights. Um, damn, man, yeah, fuck. Uh, it, it it was. Um, I even watched the whole card again last night. I watched that shit. I had to relive having sports again, man. Um Y'all see, y'all see uh speaking of some shit more more along the lines of fight talk, they have Mike Tyson hitting the pads on, on Instagram. That shit was like wildfire. That shit was was going everywhere. Everybody's like, yo, Mike could hop up in the ring. He probably could on some tough man shit. Um he could probably the dudes, the two dudes that fought on the undercard of Wilder versus Fury Two the the fight right before the the main event uh he could probably knock both of those fucking guys out that shit was boring i know one of the dudes got the knockout but uh that that shit was whack mike tyson was throwing man he throws that fucking liver shot off of that coming with the right hand he looked quick he looked as powerful as he ever did they started talking about shannon briggs is trying to fight him in bare knuckle fighting i don't know if that's for real They said it was like a done deal or almost a done deal. Shannon Briggs is like 48 years old. Um, I think Tyson's 52 or 53. Bare knuckle? Why would you do bare knuckle? Don't do that shit, man. I like watching the bare knuckle. It's whatever, but the hands break every fucking fight. You don't get to see... Rogan's always talking about how that's the purest form, but you don't get to see these guys put on... You can't do half the shit if you have bare knuckles. Because you have to land a certain way, you can't throw as often. You have to be careful about the punches you throw and where you land them. Uh, you got to just put regular boxing gloves on and let these two dudes do it if they want to do it. Not some bare knuckle, knuckle boxing. Uh, um, I don't know who wins that fight. Who knows? I, I I I subscribe to Let's Go Champ. You know Shannon Briggs. If you don't know who that is, it's the guy that says Let's Go Champ. Um, he's got a dope little Instagram. Uh, he's always training. <clears throat> He was actually going to finally fight. He talks a lot of shit, but he was actually going to finally fight. And then he popped for some steroids or some fucking, some kind of shit. He popped, so he got fucking banned for a year or two. Or I don't know if he's still banned or what's going on. Um, so the, you can probably guess why he looks so ripped and lean and shit at, at 48 years old. It's probably he's been having some uh, liquid type of help. Some syringe some help, if you know what I mean. Um, but Tyson looked like a beast. Um, if he could get into shape, I'd I'd love to see that as like an exhibition boxing match, you know, or even just a real real boxing match if you they if that helps him, you know, make some money or something. That'd be fucking dope. Um What else do we fucking got? Um, you see Oscar 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 De La Hoya. This motherfucker, man, this dude, if y'all don't know Oscar De La Hoya is like a number one target here. He's like he's like uh Keep your friends close, your enemies closer with Oscar de la Hoya uh, and the podcast. We've gotten into that Frederick, Frederick's of Hollywood ass. Uh, motherfucker, you know, he's probably loving this quarantine. Speaking of Fredericks of Hollywood, this part of the motherfucker's probably, like, playing house and dress up and shit all fucking day. He loves that shit. He's a nice little housewife around the house and, like, cleaning up and shit. Uh, he, he filmed, like, some, he had some chicks, like, film him, like, taking spatulas and shit in his ass in his, in his kitchen. You remember that shit? I ain't even bullshitting you. Google it. Homie was, like, sticking shit in his ass in the kitchen. I don't know if they were filming some kind of weird, you know, food network you know, after dark type shit, I don't know what the fuck he was doing, but even backpacking the day, homie was dressing up in, in, in fucking pantyhose and high heels on on, on his fucking Fredericks of Hollywood, uh, you know, rapid rewards, you know, value customer, gold member, platinum member ass shit, you know, uh, now this motherfucker's out here yip yapping again, talking shit to Dana White and this, that, and the other thing, I don't even know what the fuck he was yapping about this time, but... He's just talking mad greasy, man. This was the motherfucker who talked shit about Conor McGregor boxing and then tried to make uh him uh make a boxing match between Canelo and, and, and Conor McGregor after he said it would uh Conor McGregor fighting in boxing would be like the worst thing ever in the sport. He's just he's just a, a rotten uh uh cokehead, man. He he he's definitely fucking out there when Dana White calls him a a, a fucking like crackhead and shit. He's not too far off. Like he he kind of is a, a a fucking crackhead. But I think on this occasion, he was talking about he could beat Conor, he could beat Conor McGregor or some shit like that. What, what, what the fuck? Let me see this shit. Okay, okay. I just looked it up. He said he would, he would, he would finish uh, Conor McGregor inside of two rounds in, in a boxing match. I don't believe that. In his heyday, absolutely. Absolutely fucking sure. Uh, a home, homeboy who, who, who's been you know, spending you know, 50% of his life as a woman now, he ain't doing shit to Conor McGregor ever. Uh, not anymore those days are 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 fucking dead um so I don't I don't know uh, Oscar De La Hoya is out here acting fucking wild again um you know fuck it Connor after you after you fight he's got to fight Gaethje and and then maybe fight Khabib again or or fight Tony or some shit after after this whole you 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 figure out if you're gonna get the title back go, go whoop his ass Dana should just give him permission to just go, just go whoop his ass. Get get. We'll do one more fucking boxing match. Let him beat Oscar De La Hoya's motherfucking ass. Beat the fucking garter belts off of him. Just, just smoke his little ass so we don't have to hear from this motherfucker anymore. I mean, I do love rotting on this motherfucker. um, But it, it's kind of getting the, the, the fucking, the holes are getting, uh, they're getting a little stench. They're, they're rotted out, homies. You know, they're, they're well used. Uh, worn out, you know. It's it, it's time. It's time we try to move on. So Oscar De La Hoya is still out here talking, talking mad, fucking greasy. Remember he put on the that that MMA card. Who was it? Chuck Liddell versus uh, Tito Ortiz. who like last year or some shit. It was like literally the worst card of all time. Uh, Chuck Liddell looked like fucking dog shit. He looked like I don't know. He looked like Father Time. He looked like he was fucking dusty like every time he he threw he was like ashley larry every time he threw a punch there was like little ash flakes like flying off his arms he was so dusty it was just like he got pledged up by tito ortiz tito ortiz was just like i'm gonna keep fighting him until he's too old and one day i eventually beat him and he finally fucking beat him and that was oscar De La Hoya trying to get into mma after he talked so much shit about mma he tried to start an mma company and, and then put on the worst mma fucking show ever um talk shit about you know Mayweather versus McGregor and then tried to make Canelo versus McGregor he's 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 a fucking scorned little bitch scorned little lover uh, the side uh, side son, side sancha that didn't get shit nothing in the will that's this motherfucker um but fuck it i mean what what the what the fuck else is going on let me let me check my notes here man i've been i've been on for a minute man it felt good i mean we did basically a, a full fight night podcast and it's been a long time since i've been able to do that so this shit was fucking i'm still high off of that shit homies that shit was dope earl thomas got caught cheating in the telly with his brother homie smashing grabbing with his motherfucking brother in the snooty fox old lady tracked him down on snapchat i don't have snapchat so i don't know how you get tracked down off of snapchat Unless it's, it's like, sharing your location, like, with iPhones and shit. I don't know. Uh, But she tracked him down, uh, rolled up in there, put the fucking, uh, 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 put the heater to his noodle, homeboys, and and, and, and made him uh, uh, say his final prayers and shit uh homie almost got shot the fuck up in the telly in the snooty fox from his old lady who caught him smashing out a betty in a room next door to his brother who was in the other room smashing out a betty and I'm pretty sure they're both fucking married so they're both fucking wild out in this quarantine how did, how did he, how did he think this was going to happen he, or what what kind of excuse did he have to leave the house like he's like I got to go do my laundry or some shit they're like we got a, we got like fifteen fucking laundromats in our own house. Why you gotta go out to the fucking down the street to the fucking laundry mat the laundromat. I don't know what the fuck he thought he was doing. He was gonna sneak out in the middle of a quarantine, stay up, laid up in a in, in a fucking hotel. You ain't supposed to be traveling and shit. There's no football going on right now. You motherfuckers out here at the fucking Snooty Fox, uh the sleazy eight uh getting caught the fuck up getting fucking heaters put to your noodles your uh do ula <laughs> what the fuck is it i don't know fuck oh uh, but anyways man don't go out like that man imagine if she would have pulled the fucking trigger man he'd be an id network fucking special in like four years fucking earl thomas like one of the fucking greats ever uh, a couple years ago i was hoping he'd be a dallas cowboy now this motherfuckers howling at the motherfucking moon, off the cha- off the leash, shitting on motherfuckers' lawns, just being fucking wild as fuck during the goddamn quarantine. And, and and he almost gets his motherfucking ass cracked by his old lady, man. What the fuck, man? That's, that, that would be crazy. Would that be fucking crazy if that's how fucking, that's on some Steve McNair shit. Didn't Steve McNair go out similar to that? I know he got shot by his ex-old lady or some shit. I, I don't know what led to that shit, but it was something like that. Um, fuck it. I I don't know, man. That that's it. That's it for now, homies. I'm gonna get the motherfucker up out of here, man. Hopefully, y'all enjoyed the motherfucking fight. I'll get on here next week and and um, we'll uh, we'll go over the Wednesday card and the, and the Saturday card and then what's next? USC two fifty. I think that's Nunes versus Felicia Spencer. The card is whack. The main event is fucking whack. Um, so. Uh, we'll we'll go over it. Whatever. Uh, hopefully, you know, this summer they, they're gonna keep on with the fights and, and and we'll be fine. It sounds like it sounds like things are starting to shape up. It sounds like you know maybe the NBA is gonna be start coming back. They're already starting to open shit around here here in Dago as of like Friday and shit. I think uh, in California they're starting to kind of open thing, open things up slowly. So um, I don't know what the fuck is going on. Nobody knows what the fuck is going on. Um, but life without sports is fucking brutal, homies. Straight up fucking brutal um all and at the worst fucking i guess it's yeah i would have been more disappointed if the nfl season got canceled than if like the nba i mean nfl season is everything you know that's 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 the number one that's the number one bitch right there that's the bottom bitch is the nfl right so anything else but fucking not having the the march madness not having the nba playoffs that shit hurts you know, not e- I'd, I'd even settle for some baseball right now, man. Fuck, that's how fucking how deprived I feel right now. But fuck it, what do I know? Hey, go check out the new fucking shit. I'm gonna play it again here on the back on the backside. Bet I won't. Go on Spotify. Go on on, on on fucking SoundCloud. Go on on fucking iTunes. Wherever the fuck. I'll leave it. Uh, leave some links in this shit. Um, bet I won't, motherfuckers. Episode one hundred and four. Seth Gecko, aka Moody Motherfucker Hank, and I'm out. Motherfuckers. <laughs>
1: Talk kill me, but I won't Little Nate Pratt turned a little Chase Stacks Now he's middle-aged dad with a little face Tap, little handicap stalker, beady little beady eye. never beat a five-looking ass Motherfucker, fuck that You're taking everything I work for, motherfucker Motherfuckers want that real shit, ill shit, kill shit I caught the vibe, ill chicken, got the nod, still Sick, I'm not surprised Little Zantac, fucking Mad Max Looking little glass, half empty, little sad sack Put him on the curb, little glad bag Hashtag, started from the gutter, little flashback Allegedly, little heat, legends on the ledge needs. can Robatocin, methamphetamines Manny pennies, it's a better weed instead of me Fretemines, waiting on your death with some clever memes mm. Bet I won't, bet I won't Bet I won't try you, bet I won't Bet I won't ride through, bet I won't Bet I won't fight you, bet I won't Put it on your word, on your memmy, on your pappy Put it on your first firstborn, homie, bet I won't Put your chips up, homie, bet I won't my chin top, tell me better I won't Little champagne, they fake stun <laughs> Got that OLO lay, running, Lay, running. Come little OJ's coming. Lil' <laughs> shopping <laughs> days, fake stuntin'. Low and low lays, runnin'. Lil' OJ's home, homie, don't play nothing. Fuck that, you're everything I work for, motherfucker. Motherfuckers ain't that real shit, ill shit, kill quick. Four shots, pills, mix four drops, feel sick. Door knocks, real stiff, and he ain't movin'. Losin' his religion, living in a glass house. Pissin', he ain't shittin', sittin'. Little assed out, lit the audition, chillin'. Little cast couch, Drinking for prescriptions in a little fast cloud. Bet I won't, bet I won't, better I won't try you bet i won't bet i won't run through bet i won't bet i won't fight you bet i won't put it on your word on your mammy on your peppy put it on your first born homie bet i won't put your chips up homie better i won't keep your chin tucked homie bet i won't What up?